Hello everybody, I'm Israel Ortiz, Program Manager at Health Teamworks. Welcome back to Health Teamworks Chat, conversations on how to make healthcare work podcast. On this episode, we're talking about behavioral health integration. We're grateful to have a conversation with Dr. Holly Roberts. Dr. Roberts is the Integrated Primary Care Director and Associate Professor and Faculty Trainer in the Department of Psychology at the Monroe Mayor Institute at the University of Nebraska Medical Center. Dr. Roberts has extensive experience with establishing integrated primary care clinics and has been involved in establishing over 20 clinics across Nebraska. She also serves as a national consultant on integrated care implementation. Dr. Roberts provides clinical services to children and families in a pediatric integrated care clinic at Omaha Children's Clinic. She is also the project director for the HRSA-funded Nebraska Pediatric Mental Health Care Access Program. Dr. Roberts provides clinical supervision and professional mentorship to junior faculty, postdoctoral fellows, doctoral interns, and master's degree students in integrated primary care. I am very excited about this episode. It's all yours, Andy. Thank you, Israel. And welcome. My name is Angie Schindler-Berg, and I'm a facilitator with Health Teamworks. I'm super excited today to have with me Dr. Holly Roberts. Um, And to get started, um, I'd like you, uh, Dr. Roberts, to share a little bit about uh, your experience, uh, passion, and the work that you have done and continue to do um, around uh, integrating behavioral health into primary care. So a little bit about your backstory and and where you've been and how far you've come with this. Well, thank you so much um, for having me today and to talk about um, the topic that I love the most, which is um, integrated primary care and specifically pediatric integrated primary care. Um, I am from um, rural Nebraska and um, currently live in Omaha, Nebraska did my training um, both in Nebraska um, and then did a lot of my graduate training outside of uh, Nebraska in Illinois um, with the intention that I'd always return to um, my home state here in Nebraska to um, help create access points for behavioral health care. And so I've been working in, um, in the Department of Psychology at Monroe Meyer Institute at UNMC since um, uh, on and off since 1990 when I started my training. And so I've been able to um, have some perspective as um, a trainee, as um, a, an intern, a postdoctoral fellow, and now faculty to see how our uh, behavioral health um, integration efforts uh, across the state and then across um, the nation have um have evolved and, and changed and expanded, um, which is which is really exciting. Um, but knowing that most um, most of the time when you're living in a in a predominantly rural state or an underserved state, um, and HRSA has these data for for your own area, um, there are a lot of areas of the country that are. Um, rural or underserved um, for behavioral health care and likely for lots of other types of healthcare as well. And so I knew that um, during my training, I really wanted to have an impact on um, creating and um, uh, evolving um, access points uh, for behavioral health care. 
So returned to Nebraska and I've been part of um, the University of Nebraska Medical Center um, since, since I graduated. Yeah, and I, I too have had the pleasure of, you know, collaborating with you, um, Dr. Roberts, during, um, you know, assisting and supporting and, and helping primary care practices, um, you know, understand. And we know that integrated care can look so different and, um, you know, there are several different models and, you know, really being able to be flexible to what resources are in their community or are not in their community, um, you know, really, I think, sets the framework for what, you know, integrated care looks like for specific clinics. Um, what have you, what, what have you found um, success wise in the work that you've done um, with integration? So we, um, we found a lot of success and I think part of our success um, has been measured in various ways. So integrating a behavior, behavioral health provider into primary care and um, focus with, with our focus um, having been on pediatric um, primary care. So we see a, a variety of children and families uh, between the ages of, of zero and um, sometimes up to 21 or even a, a little bit a little bit more um, based on um, the, the primary care practice. Um, but a lot of our success um, has has been in in some of the some of the outcomes that a, that a lot of organizations look at um, as far as um, our, as as this um, um, are we keeping costs down? Is this a cost effective way of providing care? Are are we um, keeping patients satisfied out um, in in primary care? Are we um, are we ensuring that we're improving the the clinic flow there and and becoming um, key individuals to um, making some of these workflows um, more efficient for our integrated care uh, teams? So I think in a variety of ways we we look at um, the, the quadruple aim um, model and think about ways that we're we're impacting out there. But a lot of two of our success depends on that primary care clinic or organization and how they define success. So um, sometimes when we're setting um, establishing clinics, which is a lot of what I've spent my career um, engaging in is, is, is the establishment of, of the behavioral health in, in a primary care practice is that we have a good understanding of how we are going to define success for that organization or, and, and for that team. And um, if we look at um, what success is built off of, obviously um, everyone having a clear vision as to what um, what integrated care might look like in that practice is really okay. helpful. Um, um, and that kind of sets the, that sets the stage for um, what is very important in integrated care, which is um, are you uh, are we working together um, to um, maintain um, patient-centered care and being cost effective and and effective? while we're doing it. And so a lot of times, um, sometimes success for some, some primary care clinics is that 
they just have someone that they can refer patients to if there is a a mental or behavioral health concern that um, comes through um, their practice. And they have um, the security of knowing that there's somebody there that can help them with with questions they are asked from, from these children and families and know that there's a resource that they can turn to. Um, success can also be measured in dollars and cents. And we know that, that when success is measured in dollars and cents, it is helpful to provide the data that suggests that we are, um, are able to um, uh, make that, um, uh, have revenue generation from the patients that we see and or, and we, maybe spending um, the time that we need to make um, a primary care provider's um, practice more efficient so that they're, they're not often tasked with, with being the only one that sees a patient um, who, ha- who comes in with not only a medical concern, but a behavioral health concern. Because we know when that happens, um, you're often um, going to spend more time with that with that patient. So being able to provide some efficiency as well um, could be a big uh, measure of success. Um, And um, there are many other ways to measure success, but those are often the ways that that many primary care clinics are are measuring their success. Yeah. And, you know, I think I reflecting back on our past collaborations, um, you know, finding a clinic champion that really embraces and, um, you know, wants that integration or to, you know, to get a clinician in the clinic. And um, I I think some of the struggles are just understanding how to best use the interprofessional approach. You know, everybody um, has the strengths and, you know, I think sometimes the difficulty of, you know, understanding the cultures, you know, the difference between the medical approach and, and um, behavioral health or mental health, you know, it's, uh, I think that sometimes, you know, again, in our past work, you could tell me if I'm wrong, but it was just kind of um, the fear of the unknown. And um, how is this going to work? And what's it going to look like? And, you know, thinking back, I think the practices that really had that clinical champ um, and leader, um, that really, you know, brought all the team together. I mean, that, you know, the interprofessional um, qualities that um, the team has and, and, and counting on that and, you know, is huge. Um, but understanding, and you spoke to that, you know, workflows um, and, you know, sustainability um, is, you know, a huge piece. I think that, that um, you know, the coding workflows and all of that is um, somewhat foreign, you know, to primary care practices that, you know, they're just starting to implement this, or they're trying to enhance it. Do you see that, you know, uh, I mean, are, is that another positive kind of strength um, for success is, you know, the clinical champ, champ or just, you know, having a team on board, um, making decisions and defining workflows and, and roles as a team? Absolutely. And one of the the critical parts um, of setting up a clinic or establishing behavioral health care in a primary care setting is um, establishing that you have a behavioral health champion within that clinic or within that organization. Um, It is, we have found that that to be 
um, one of the most essential things to promoting integrated care programs is to identify that individual or set of individuals that really understand um, the need for behavioral health within an organization and not only understand the need, but are willing to go above and beyond to make sure that um, these services are um, incorporated into primary care. And what we've seen along the way um, is that it does help for a primary care provider to be one of those champions. Um, and, and we often see that because they are, they're face to face with the patient asking for assistance. They are face to face with, with individuals that are in need and they're in, in need of behavioral health care right now. And so, um, the, the, the primary care team, um, is uh, made up of, of a variety of individuals. Um, so um, as much as the primary care providers see it, um, the, the nurses, the, the front office staff are also on the front line of, of really understanding um, the need. So our behavioral health champions come in all, um, in all different professional areas, too, of the clinics. And we've seen um, where oftentimes uh, a, a champion may not only be the primary care provider, but also that the, the administrators um, are also seeing the value of that. And, and perhaps the CEO of an organization or a clinic is understanding that behavioral health is a primary need in that clinic or community. So having um, a variety of champions is always um, absolutely the best um, way of, of, of looking at that, but at least having a champion has really been a big part of our success. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I know COVID-19 affected daily life, you know, disrupting um, everyday life. And uh, the uptake in clinical depression, depression, anxiety, um, it's just, you know, it's skyrocketed. And, and, and that's where, you know, I think kind of to your point of the value of, of having a clinician in the clinic or, you know, implementing um, integrated uh, behavioral health in some way, um, again, unique to that community, you know, what's available, um, you know, is super important. I, I don't think the effects um, of what the pandemic had is going to go away anytime soon. Um, so I would agree 100% with that. And what we've seen is a, a definite increase in the need for behavioral health services. And the we're just starting to understand some of, some of the um, um, after effects, I guess, of, of COVID-19. And obviously we're still within this pandemic, um, but we're starting to see um, the, the behavioral health needs um, and how they may have increased or, or changed some um, since, since COVID-19, especially um, when it comes to the number of referrals that are made to us and the types of referrals. We're, we're seeing more depression, more anxiety, and um, just a definite need that has um, increased since COVID-19. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I think uh, understanding, uh, you know, clinics having some understanding of their patient population. And again, that kind of goes to your 
point of it, everybody's a part of the team. You know, the front desk sometimes hears and, and sees things in the in the waiting room that you know the back staff, the the nurses, the providers don't see. But you know, having the the openness and uh, the encouragement to you know share things that they observe and. I, I, I think that was one thing um, of a real true success of integration was just how well this clinic, you know, embraced everybody um, at the table because everybody has a place and a role in understanding, you know, the patient population to best support um, and identify, you know, some of those needs, uh, social determinants of health, you know, with job loss and, you know, it's just, there's so many things. And I think in primary care, um, which is already, you know, busy. And then you add so much of what the pandemic has brought to that, um, you know, to have a clinician uh, or integrated health is, I think, you know, it's the way the world needs to go. And, um, you know, your success stories uh, of how it, how effective it can be. And again, you know, looking at the um, cost, um, you know, cutting cost um, when you can, you know, get um, patients referred in a timely fashion to avoid ED visits. It's, you know, there is so much, but again, I think um, having, you know, a team that feels, you know, their voice matters and, um, you know, creating uh, what integrated care looks like um, to that specific practice and having the flexibility um, is huge. Um, I think Dr. Evans always said, when you see one integrated behavioral health clinic, you see one, right? That they're, they are so different, that there's some, um, I think, base uh, structures uh, like the clinical champ that you spoke to that really set up a practice um, for success. Yes, I would agree 100%. One of, one of the things that um, we have valued across time with um, with our integrated care program is um, um, flexibility, flexibility in how um, we integrate, flexibility in understanding a primary care organization's mission themselves and the type of um, resources they have available and um, how we can best um, integrate within that community, that uh, primary care practice with um, what is available to them um, in terms of resources. I, um, there, we, we often have a, a core set of uh, integration principles to, to think about or components of integrated care that we often think about um, when we're working with a primary care practice. Um, obviously, you know, building the case for, for integration, making sure you, um, you're, you, you understand the mission statement and, and you're, and you're really building a partnership with, with behavioral health and primary care, um, um, to understand, you know, what, um, what is needed within your own organization to, um, to pull this off and what is needed um, within the primary care office to pull this off, what, what resources are needed. And, and we always think about starting with the ideal and then tailoring it to that particular clinic within that community um, with that population. So um, we, can, we can be very flexible about um, building that case for integration with, with, a, with a clinic or organization based on a variety of uh, 
different variables. Um, but also we can look at a variety of different business models to support this as well. Um, at, at UNMC and within our Department of Psychology at Monroe Meyer Institute, um, we've received a variety of um, grant funds um, through, um, through the work of Dr. Evans, also Dr. Brandy Clark, and others um, that have really helped us um, be able to establish um, not only integrated care within primary care settings across Nebraska, um, but also helped us develop the workforce that might be needed to for these behavioral health needs. And what we've what we've learned, one of the biggest lessons we've learned is that once you have established um, behavioral health in a primary care clinic, you already almost immediately need more providers in that clinic because the need um, and the the referrals um, we, we they get um, very um, efficient themselves at at sending referrals when they are earlier in. Um, it, when they're showing symptoms earlier, when um, when things aren't haven't escalated to the point of hospitalization, we, we want to our our whole goal with pediatric integrated care is uh, to to help um, our our practices with with screening, prevention, and early intervention, so that we're not seeing uh, uh, children and adolescents when. Um, this behavioral health concern has been um, occurring for uh, several years. We want to see that that family and that child early on and and try to treat it because we know that in a couple of sessions, then we may be able to dis to to discharge uh, until there's another um, concern that comes up. So if we can see children earlier in the course of symptoms, if we can help primary care providers with some prevention strategies during their well care visits, and also think about how we can screen help um, practices and partner with them on screening and referral, um, so that we're seeing patients that are appropriate for primary care. Um, and making sure that we're sending um, patients or having a referral system so that we can send patients out if they may need more specialized care. Yeah, right. And I think we're coming to um, our end of time, but, um, you know, I, I think of reflecting on your point of, um, you know, selling the case and helping people understand. And I think our practices understand the value is, you know, understanding the why behind what they're doing. And I know um, you do a lot of work for, uh, you know, training, um, you know, frontline staff, uh, uh, nurses, and, um, you know, specific diagnosis and better understanding. And I would love to have you back sometime and dive a little deeper in some of those specific trainings and supports um, that you provide uh, primary care practices. I would be happy to, to join you again to talk a little bit more about um, workflow and um, other training that we can do for primary care practices, for behavioral health providers who are interested in uh, becoming an integrated care behavioral health provider um, anytime. Awesome. Well, Holly, thank you again so much. And um, 
thanks for the work that you're doing and you continue to do and uh, always appreciate the collaboration that, that we have and the support that you offer offer us. So thank you. Thank you, everyone. And have a good day. Thank you. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and stay tuned. Every month, we'll release new episodes with more conversations with healthcare stakeholders and community members on how to make healthcare work. If you would like to suggest topics for our podcast, please reach us at solutions at healthteamworks.org. To learn more about Health Teamworks, please visit healthteamworks.org and follow us on social media. Health Teamworks Chat, conversations on how to make healthcare work, is a production of Health Teamworks. For more episodes, please visit Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.